0: Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Podcast, a place where you can connect to your passion, creativity, and authentic expression of self. Here at the Empowered Spirit Podcast, we believe in getting real about your bullshit and facing the shadows so we can lead empowered and fulfilling whole lives. On the podcast, we talk about self-improvement, sexuality and love, wellness, as well as spirituality. On today's episode, we are talking about turning vulnerability into empowerment by connecting to your authentic self. We're also going to be discussing how to uncover your character strengths to find your flow in life, and how to reframe positivity and challenges to help you achieve genuine grounded fulfillment. Today's guest speaker is Trish Golder, a positive psychology practitioner and founder of True You Health Solutions. Trish believes a job well done is only as good as how well we are. She is on a mission to provide people with the tools for a higher sense of well-being and bring more wellness equity into the world through her company's corporate workshops. All right, let's get into the episode. So happy to have you, Trish. Did I say your last name correctly as well? you did thanks so much
1: alexa uh believe me everyone is always asking me to spell my name say it again so it's the name uh because i love my husband so
0: much so that's <laughs> just okay. proves my love <laughs> <laughs> okay um Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you on for this discussion today, Um, all about positive psychology, finding our strengths and being in flow. And Mm. the question that I love to ask all of my guests before we get started is what makes you feel most connected to your authentic self?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question to start off on because then I feel like I can show up as my authentic self in this conversation. And what makes me feel so connected to it? is connecting with other people like that is my most authentic self is when I'm connecting with others. I love socializing. I love learning from other people. I love uh, seeing the potential in others. um, And I love learning what's different about other people. And um, so that's when I feel really authentic is when I'm connecting with others. It just brings so much energy to my life.
0: It sounds like you're, that's wonderful to hear. And it sounds like you're in the, <laughs> the career that allows you to be in that state on a regular basis of what you're doing. Um, yeah. Can you tell, so for those of us who don't know, what do you help people most with?
1: What I help people most with is really for them to find a sound balance with their lifestyle. And when I say balance, I don't mean equal parts to everything. I mean, what is going to give them the most well-being and feel satisfied with all the different facets of their life. So finding that balance within your soul almost to be content with how things are at times when they are seem like they're in balance. So that is what I help people with the most. And I use positive psychology tools and interventions as a way to help people get there because there's so many different things within positive psychology. It's all about how can we be more well, not uh, what is wrong or what our weaknesses are. Um, so finding our strengths is what allows us to flourish and pro- propel forward.
0: Uh huh. Um, I really love that philosophy, and um, I took that quiz with VIA, and the, yeah. t- the top um, strength was fairness. Um, oh, so really? Yeah. What was yours? Fairness. <laughs> I'm not even making that up.
1: That makes me so happy. That's so interesting because I think that's a unique trait to for it to pop up at the top. Um, what does that mean to you when when you when you saw fairness? Like what was your reaction when you first saw that?
0: I was like, okay, all right. I guess I have fair judgment. Is that what that means? Um, yeah, my take on it was that it was saying, you know, that I have an open mind um, and I treat people fairly no matter where they're coming from. And that yeah. is very true. And I think, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if I would consider that. I guess it's a strength, but I never would consider something like that a strength in yeah. Obviously, you know, I would consider something like, you know, tenacity or commitment or, you know, something like that to be something that you consider a strength. But fairness is really unique. And I was like, OK, I mean, that does fit. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, that's one of the things a lot of people misconstrue when they take the character strength survey. So the character strength survey uh, that Alexa is talking about, if you go to VIA character dot org it's a public survey that anyone can take um, the more people that take it the more research that they can do to perfect these character strengths and see how they develop in others so i encourage anyone to take it um, it's also just fun to discover things about yourself and maybe you'll end up being you know one of your top strengths is fairness like alexa and i um, but i think that's one of the misconceptions about character strengths people tend to be a little surprised about what they get because how we tend to identify strengths um in general are usually character actions right um but this is so like commitment like that's like an action word in a sense tenacity that's kind of more like an action word um where the character strengths is is describing how you use commitment how you use tenacity so like Tenacity might be more like the character strength, zest having zest for life. Um, commitment might look more like either um, I would say like leadership, um, or even maybe prudence. You know, being able to stick to things, self regulation um, that could also be connected to uh, to commitment. So it's understanding the the definitions of these character strengths. That's why I think fairness is really cool because it shows that other people being treated with equity and equality, you know, all of that is important to you. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if this resonates with you, but you might live by a philosophy of treating others how you want to be treated, you know? Um, so people with fairness tend to live by a philosophy of that sort. So it's connected to the things that you value most about yourself and the lens that you look out of through, um, you know, for the world.
0: That's really interesting. And what is different about these traits is that it's not just related to work. It like really does correlate Mm -hmm. who you are in your everyday life, which I feel like should be you know, where the, you know, where the compass points to help lead you in a direction of what you should be doing with work and how you should be spending your energy is a reflection of who you are in your personal life, rather than trying to mold yourself to a role. Exactly. It's
1: not necessarily, sometimes we are in roles in it that we can't get out of, or there's work that has to be done that maybe is not our favorite part of the job so character strengths is a way for us to navigate the world by saying what am i really strong at and how can i apply this so for instance if your strength is creativity how can i make this project a little bit more creative how can i think outside the box you know so there's different ways that you can use it in work and also in your personal life with your relationships how you um, talk to people how you connect with people what you enjoy to do so it really can bleed into all different areas of your life but work is where we spend probably the most of our time so it really can be valuable for us to try to apply these things um martin seligman who uh, it was christopher peterson and martin seligman who started this science um in positive psychology and they started with this concept of character strengths. And one of the things I remember reading was, um, uh, I think it was for the character strength, Um was it? It was either appreciation of beauty and excellence or creativity. I can't remember which one it was, but they could almost kind of be one in the same, but it was trying to exercise instead of feeling doomed for sitting in traffic for a long period of time, you could, Um, explore by taking a different route home and appreciating that drive in a different way so um, there's like great appreciation of beauty there's also creativity within that and there's also gratitude within that you know it's all um, in your mindset and it's about bringing those strengths forward to the forefront of your mind rather than feeling the stress of things because it's much easier to feel the negative than it is the positive, And that's the truth. So it's work to try to bring those strengths forward. You have to do it consciously.
0: It sounds very solutions focused, which I love. And like you're retraining your brain to be looking for all of these different avenues to find solutions that suit your skill sets and your strengths to move through life yeah. with more flow and more ease, which is what we all we all want. Absolutely. Um, And how does, so positive psychology is something that I've been interested in for a long time. And um, I love the, just the perspective that it has on the world and on people. Um, What initially drew you to positive psychology?
1: It might sound a little egotistical for me to say this, but it honestly is the truth. It was what how I viewed the world, um, my lens of the world was, and studying posi- or studying psychology um, as my undergrad. I studied psychology initially because I was always interested, again, connecting with other people, what makes other people tick, um, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. Um, I love, trying, you know, understanding people and connecting people in that way. But positive psychology in particular, I think, really sparked my interest because I was someone that thinking of positive solutions, like being solution oriented, um really having a mindset rooted in hope, which hope is actually one of my character strengths, um, came very natural to me. And I was understanding enough to know that that wasn't the case for everyone else. So when I started to see this new psychology pop up um, and become very popular, it really intrigued me to be like, my brain works this way, you know very naturally so it's hard for me to understand well why doesn't it work this way you know for other people and how is it can we build upon that right like is it just genetics personality ingrained in you or is it something that you can be learned that has been taught you know um, I think I attribute my mindset to a lot to how I was brought up and to to think that way but also it is in my nature but that's not to say that it can't be learned and that's what excited me the most um, and I think when life got hard, when I became adult, things weren't as simple. you know, when you're younger, when you're a kid, when you're um, in school, that is when it really put it to the test of this can be a, a tool that you can learn and grow with because when things are tough and your mindset isn't, in that in a state that was more natural for me of positivity, hopefulness, and optimism um, these tools will help you get back to that place. Um, but it is, but it is work. It is something you, like you said, you have to retrain your mindset to bring it forward. Mm,
0: And so worth it to do so, I think. Um, so what are some tools if someone doesn't know what positive psychology is, where can they start? Mm -hmm. What are some tools that they can use to start bringing into their life to utilize positive psychology?
1: Yeah. If you don't know positive psychology, it's, it's probably because you just haven't heard it used in that specific term. But if you're into wellness, um, or if your company, say your HR program, is doing wellness programs or sending out things, simple things such as meditation. Meditation is, is actually a big one in positive psychology. Um, you've heard of that, you know. That's been so big. Twenty twenty has been the boom for well being and and wellness. So. Also, like if you've heard of gratitude, like any type of gratitude practice and gratitude journaling is huge. That stems from positive psychology. So there's already so many tools that you probably already know about, have heard about, or maybe even use in your daily life that encompasses positive psychology. So there's really simple things of starting a simple meditation gratitude practice that you can do. And that's positive psychology because it's bringing forth that more optimistic, hopeful, grounded um, mindset that will help you reap the benefits of having more positivity in your life. So positivity can be a cheeky word and a misleading word um, that it's just about being happy, but it's really discovering and unfolding what makes us happy and how do we get there.
0: Mm-hmm. And how do we bring more of that into our lives? Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of it is also reframing. So you know, in our day to day life, things come up that are sometimes shit, you know, and the the faster we can sort of, I find, reframe that situation in a way that serves us and works for us, um, even, and that can be so. Challenging to do, but I I find the quicker we're able to make that make that mindset shift, the faster we're able to get in that solutions focused mindset and start making positive changes. Because we can't control everything that's going on, and the best way to deal with those obstacles, I think, is to utilize that positive psychology and reframe um, things in a way where you can actually look at it through a solutions focused lens. Um, rather than looking at all of the problems and getting buried in all of the problems.
1: Yeah. And reframing is the majority of the work and it's hard work. Absolutely. It's not easy. It can, you might only be able to do it for like five minutes in a day and it has to be, you have to applaud yourself, pat yourself on the back for that. Um, Feel good about that. Allow yourself to feel good about that. Um, And as you were talking, you know, something popped into my head when, and this is something I've always lived by and any of my clients I've ever worked with, um, I've told this to them for well, for years and years um, that, you know, that phrase, you are what you eat, right? Um, I I think it's more true. You are what you read, you know, and you are what you surround yourself by. So if Just surrounding yourself with things that are more positive psychology oriented, reading about it, um, learning about the different tools or having someone in your life that can guide you through it. Just encompassing yourself with that world, you become part of that world, Um, you know, just like any other bubble world that you create for yourself. You know, you can do the same thing if you. If you're reading a bunch of stuff about veganism because you're interested in becoming a vegan, it's a lot easier than to live in that lifestyle because you've already encompassed yourself around that ideology, that mindset, that um, lifestyle. So it, it comes to, you know. Those those are the little things, just like involving yourself in the literature, in the tools, and uh, following those people on Instagram. You know, how what you like is in your newsfeed. It will really affect you know what you're reading every day, so and what you're seeing every day. So it's, it's absorbing all of that content.
0: Definitely, and that's a really good point about your newsfeed on social media because we check that. Most people I know check that like so many times a day, and. Yeah um, I guess it's important to go in and, you know, clean out your newsfeed for accounts that aren't, you know, really aligned with where you want to go and the type of mindset that you want to have and as well, the algorithm. So what you're searching will uh, like eventually, you know, shift and start to show you, which I mean, can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. You know, you don't want to be stuck in an echo chamber. Yes. Um, but doing some curating I find on social media and having that, you know, mindset about it to be aware that it's an echo chamber, um, can be helpful Yeah, in letting everything.
1: Yeah. A good practice I do with that is I make sure that I follow any of the progressive, um, channels that I want to make sure that I am involved in, um, any news, Whether, you know, it's positive news, you know, positive journalism or, you know, your everyday struggles that, you know, the world is dealing with on a constant basis. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is you can mute those ones, say if you're really triggered by those things and you need more of the positive uplifting messages, say first thing, if you, you know, social media is one of the first things you do throughout your day. Like make sure that those positive ones are the ones that are popping up. Um, not anything that's going to trigger you, but you can set an alarm that goes off in the middle of the day to check the news, like check your newsfeed for news or something like that. And then make the conscious choice to go and read it rather than you being blasted with it and not ready to, you know, to be in that mindset yet.
0: Totally. I like couldn't agree more with that. I feel like you got to be it helps to put yourself in the mindset beforehand and then, you know, learn about what's going on in the world. Cause we can't have blinders on. That's not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not helpful. Cannot. No, no. Um, but I do love that, you know, finding carving out that space for the news rather than just having it constantly infiltrating throughout. right. Yeah. Day. Um, wonderful. And something I want to make sure that we touch on today is um, strengths. So I know that's something you work with your clients on quite a bit—is utilizing strengths and getting into flow in, you know, life, relationships, work. So, how can people uh, utilize, or how can first identify the strengths? I know we talked a bit about that with the quiz, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, a lot of people are probably listening who are maybe in a career where they don't get to utilize their strengths on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, what is some advice you have for people to get into that flow? And I know this is a (laughs) long-winded way to ask the question. Yeah, (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, That's a great question. I think that's
1: probably the number one question most people have. A lot of times your job is circumstantial and your job doesn't have to be your absolute passion of everything that you're good at and everything that you love, right? That's not the reality for the majority of people. And that's okay. That doesn't make it wrong. Um, people's careers mean different things to different people. So if you, but that doesn't mean to say that you can't bring your strengths to work and make them work for you. It's about making your strengths work for you. Um, And the cool thing is about the character strength survey. So there's 24 character strengths, and that's not to say that anything that shows up lower in your character strengths profile means that you are incapable of those lower strengths and you don't possess them. That's actually the myth. One of the myths of character strengths is that we don't possess the ones that show up lower in our profile. We actually possess all of them. So if you come with this growth mindset and knowing that you can tap into any one of these strengths at any time, You know, it might be easier for you to tap into those what we call signature strengths, which are your top five. But if a job or a situation calls for a different character strength, that's why it's so great to know about all of them. Because when you need to call upon one, you can figure out a way that will work for you to call upon it. So it's focusing on those character strengths as, you know, just a human being and what will help me problem solve this or get through this or look at something from a different perspective. Um, So getting familiar with all of them is really important, but what research has shown is that our signature strengths is where a lot of our success will lie. So being you know, very strategic with how you can bring those forward. But in, in terms of flow, what research has also shown is that flow can, I just want to pull this up really quick. Um, a flow has been shown to be really um, attached. So to things like persistence, zest, hope is actually one that really connects with flow because it keeps you In the present and also just a little bit in the future, right? Where we can know a future that this isn't forever and there's a solution beyond this. Um, So hope really helps you get into flow and stay with flow. Um, Bravery, love of learning, which is that growth mindset, meaning I might not know everything about this situation currently, but I can learn about it. I can try to have the resources to try to understand it. Um, And then, you know, leadership is also connected um, to things of engagement. And um, so flow is when our challenges and our skills meet up. So if the challenge is too great, greater than the skill that we possess, then we tend to go into a state of anxiety um, or even worry. But if the challenge or if your skills are greater than the challenge at hand, a lot of times we're bored. Um, So if you're bored at work, that's probably because you're not being challenged in a way that helps you grow. So um, asking for either different responsibility or more responsibility um, or learning new skills um, will help kind of spark that within yourself. So if you're feeling bored within your position, it's time to challenge yourself a bit, not to where you get into an anxiety state, but staying in that growth mindset state of I might, my skills might not be here yet. If you know you're learning something new or you're taking on a new project that you're unfamiliar with, it's, I might, I might be unfamiliar with this thing, but I am capable of gaining the skills to be successful at it. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah. I love the, like the belief in capability and growth mindset. Um, So yeah, key here. And yeah, I- Self-efficacy is crucial
1: to be able to get into a place to flow, because if we can't believe that we're, a- we're capable of completing a task, mm-hmm. then it really sometimes you might actually have the skills, but that, that belief part comes into play for sure to meet the challenge.
0: Mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot with new um, entrepreneurs who are starting a business for the first time and they have like all this passion and gusto for the service they're offering. And then, um, you know, a lot of the time, because I'm helping them with uh, brand design and websites, they feel more uh, unsure about like the tech aspect and that can almost be paralyzing that fear when you don't know how to do a certain aspect um, of something to accomplish your goals but having that growth mindset and belief that, you know, you can handle it, you can learn this, take it one step at a time. And it's totally achievable. Even if that particular task within the larger scheme of their whole business isn't in their skill sets um, until they're able to uh, get someone else to do that for them. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's really empowering to, challenge yourself and know that that is attainable rather than getting paralyzed by that anxiety.
1: Yeah. So that's when we lean on something like love of learning or creativity, or sometimes both in tandem, because if we can combine those two, then we can create a, we can think of creative ways to, appreciate this learning process and be in that growth mindset Mm -hmm. Um, because maybe love of learning doesn't come, you know, second nature to you. Um, But when you can learn to appreciate that character strength and character strength and bring it into your life to meet the challenge that's at hand, then, you know, that new technology that you're learning for your business, or maybe that marketing strategy, you know, I didn't go to school for marketing. I was psychology major and friends with a bunch of business majors. And I remember it being like, what they're doing is hard. (laughs) It was a lot. Um, So being able to stay in that mindset of like, I'm going to, to learn this step by step, um, and, and get this done and appreciate the art for what it is, right? It's, it, I got to learn that marketing was very psychology-oriented and that was very interesting for me because I was able to look for the potential, look for the good, look for the thing that was going to allow me to stay motivated on, on building that skill.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're able to like leverage your strengths in another area to really play upon marketing. Um, yeah which is amazing. And I'm sure that made you, you know, much stronger at that than you probably initially thought that you would be because you're like, things were probably like clicking, you know, like, oh, like I get this. Like, this makes sense. This is interesting. And that's when we embrace new tasks. Um, Even if initially it doesn't seem like something that we're into, we can end up finding ways to leverage different skills and make it interesting and, you know, bring our strengths forward in that different area. Yeah. And that's what makes...
1: Your solution process so unique. When you're bringing work forward by using your unique strengths, then you're creating a unique solution that other people weren't able to create, and that's what the world needs. We need multiple solutions to different problems because there isn't one answer for everything. Um, So when you're able to utilize your strengths to come up with these solutions in your life, in your work it creates a unique opportunity for not only you, but everyone else that's involved.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. And even if you end up outsourcing a specific test, eventually you know so much more about it and you can guide and lead um, with more creativity and you know, more ownership over the past yeah. once you've done it. Right. It gives you that
1: aut- autonomy, right? Where if you've learned a skill, even if you're not the master at it, you have, you can speak to it. So if from an entrepreneur business perspective in that light, in, in you, if you're going to outsource something, someone can take completely take control of the section of your business and you can't really speak to it or understand what's going on. So you have no ability to make concise decisions with it. Right. Um, but there's that part where you can speak to it, you can slightly understand it, and then you can also learn from that person. And that's when you, know, you can have really cool collaboration. So it's in your benefit to really have that self-efficacy and pump yourself up to learn something that is unfamiliar to you.
0: Absolutely. Um, and just want to touch on how positive psychology can help to improve your relationships and your friendships. Cause I know it bleeds into that area quite a bit as well.
1: Yeah. Again, I think it comes down to this uniqueness being off and that it connects back to your first question of authenticity, showing up as your authentic self. And that's what people want from others, you know, authenticity breeds vulnerability so when you're showing up with your character strengths at the forefront you know we all have bad days where maybe like we're not being our best selves and that's okay but when you can show up with your character strengths either for other people or even for yourself so say humor is one of your top character strengths like when you show up into a room and you use humor that's going to attract people to you because you're authentically expressing yourself right like that question that you asked me was so spot on to a positive psychology question because it was like how do i feel most connected to my authentic self it's when i'm using my character strengths when i'm showing up in a room full of other people and i'm using things that people will see that it lights you up mm-hmm. that you are exuding exactly the type of person that you are without a facade of anything else Um, and you know, just for an example, like fairness is my top strength. And then I actually have a background on my, on my laptop of all my top five character strengths, because I like to try to remind myself of them, but hope, bravery, love, like I love that love is one of my top character strengths. And I love that, that it is a character strength in general, because that is something that I try to bring with any interaction with my family, especially, um, any, like my marriage, um, putting love at the forefront. It just, it, it fills me up, right. It fills my soul. I feel like myself. Um, and that's, what's going to allow you to have happiness, you know, not even within yourself, but with others, because you're just showing up as you and there's mm-hmm. nothing else that you need.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. And I feel like that takes, it does take some work to get there. Like we can talk about, you know, of course the, uh, you know, and it's so magnetic. I think when you are in that space, like you know what it's like to see people in that space or to be in that space. Um, you really do attract the opportunities to you that are in alignment with your, you know, your best strengths and your, your core potential. And it does Uh, you know, take that time and effort to really get to know yourself and do that shadow work and, um, really build that relationship with who you are outside of any external constructs. And I think that's how you really start to build that relationship with yourself and leads into everything else. Absolutely. It's that ripple effect. And just one more
1: comment when you said, you know, that shadow work that you're talking about. And I know that's a theme of this podcast. One way to really recognize that from a positive psychology uh, perspective and within character strengths is when you take that survey and you look at the survey and one of your first reactions is to say, what am I not good at? And then you go and you look at your bottom ones and then your feelings around all those bottom ones and why you're not good at those things, because that's not what it means. But that is an opportunity to recognize what you're not feeling great about.
0: I love that.
1: That's like really empowering. If anyone wants to reach out to me to learn more, to ask more questions, if you have a question that maybe one of us didn't uh, hint on or you want to dive into more, like please reach out to me. I am on social media. You can follow at True Health Solutions um, on Instagram. And you can also personally email me at any time if you email me at Trish at True Health Solutions So it's all spelled as is. Um, So yeah, so anyone that wants to know more, I would love to provide that resource for you.
0: That is wonderful. And I'm going to be putting all of this information in the show notes too. So um, you can check the show notes so you can connect with Trish and um, connect with her about how you can utilize your strengths. And if you have any other questions, please do reach out. Um, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, sharing your energy and all of this beautiful, beautiful insight on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Spirit Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And just a heads up, we are dropping another podcast in just a couple of days. It is all about the lunar eclipse in Gemini, Gemini season and eclipse season, what to expect. And if you didn't know, the lunar eclipse is happening on June 10th. So the next episode is coming out in just a couple of days. Keep an eye out for it. If you want to be like on top of updates, then follow the Instagram account at Empowered Spirit Podcast so you can keep up to date with like what's coming up next, who's on the show. You can also get links to all of the guests' Instagram profiles and connect with them there as well.